0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Not for Debate. Uh great one Devore here. You can go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, most definitely share. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and other major streaming platforms. Um think it might just be a solo dolo for me this evening. Um clearly not exactly the the super bowl that we were, that we were all expecting to be completely honest with you. Um, actually to be completely honest, I think, I'm I feel a whole lot better about coming on this evening alone. Cause to be honest, uh, the private chat that we have shaken and, and banks have, um, it, it didn't seem like it was going to go bowl well for me this evening. So again, like I'm, I'm extremely happy. Well, I have, so would say happy, but feel a whole lot better about uh, coming coming solo dodo this evening. But uh, again, not exactly the out- Well, the Super Bowl, perf- the Super Bowl that we were expecting. Um, final score ended up being Tampa Bay Buccaneers thirty-one to the Kansas City Chiefs. Nine. Uh obviously, like I said, the, the just not what we was expecting. To be honest, it was probably what what I what I would probably compare this Super Bowl to would probably be the Seattle and Denver Super Bowl. If you remember the one the the, the Peyton Manning's first year with the Denver Broncos, don't get me lying, what year that was? That probably was around 20. I want to say 2015. I really I really want to say 2015. Is it 2015? Um the the excuse me, the Denver Broncos were I the, the greatest offense of all time if I'm not mistaken ended up putting up the most points in the season and at the time the Seattle Seahawks had the Legion of Boom po- probably top 3 defense in the league to be honest with you. And and end up ending in a shutout, and that's what it kind of lo- it looked like yesterday evening in the Super Bowl between the the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Obviously, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers were sitting at home. I felt like that played a big, huge advantage um, due to crowd noise, but uh, also with that, the Kansas City Chiefs they were playing without their their starting two left start start starting tackles, so. It's this. This goes for not even just the Kansas City Chiefs, but any any off any offense. Like, if you if you if you're if you're unable to protect the quarterback, your offense will not be successful. That's and that's just that's just that's just number one, plain and simple. If you don't have the offensive line to protect your quarterback, you're not you're not going you're not going to have a successful offense. Now, when we when we look at look back at the, at the game, well, the Chiefs in general, the Chiefs what they like to do is throw the football deep to Miko Hartman, Tyreek Hill, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a, able to generate pressure with just their front four. Now, the game got out of hand pretty early. Honestly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up taking a two possession lead on on the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were already ranked. I believe they were first in, in 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 rush defense. So being running the football on the Kansas City Chiefs, I felt like was, was see, running the football on the on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was going to be difficult. To be completely honest with you, uh, but just looking at it, I felt like as far as scheme wise, the the Kansas City Chiefs should have made the adjustments during the course of the game, like either either coming out chipping with, with Travis Kelsey and or 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 chipping with the running back, whatever, wherever you can provide that extra pass protection for Patrick Mahomes, because throughout the whole game, Patrick Mahomes was constantly running for his life, trying to make plays. Um, and I know there's gonna be some people out there that are gonna be like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes ended up being Exposed, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't write all Patrick Mahomes just yet at, the, at this point. It's only what year four of his career. He's he's done phenomenally throughout the course of his career thus far. And you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a, a Tom Brady is the goat speech out of me this evening. Seven Super Bowls. You can't you can't ignore that. But um I'll I, I put it I'll put it like this. He's in the conversation, right? I will put I'll go ahead and put Tom Brady in the conversation as being in, in, in the GOAT conversation as far as far as that's concerned. But just 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 to look back at, at Tom Brady's career, obviously, um his tenure in New England ended up winning six Super Bowls, and the biggest critic to Tom Brady. Coming into this season, was is he able to do it without Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? Um, obviously, he was able to prove us doubters wrong. Me personally, you know, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. But um, yeah, he—it's <laughs> I was wrong. I right? it, it was—it's hard to say, but I, I was wrong at the end of the day. Tom Brady ended up doing a phenomenal job as far as in this Super Bowl performance, able to throw for 201 yards, three touchdowns, and and most importantly, didn't throw for any picks. As far as from the beginning of the playoffs, Tom Brady has struggled to take care of the football, and he was extremely efficient. Now, when it comes down to – because I did want to highlight the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' uh, rushing attack, too, as well – because Leonard Fournette ended up having eighty-nine yards rushing, and and Ronaldo Jones, excuse me, Ronald Jones, ended up having over fifty yards rushing. So it, it though them being able to establish the run game on the ground provided them to have some success with the play action, and that's one of the, that's one of Tom Brady's strength is able to to uh, th- thrive off the play action pass, as you saw um, the. I was gonna say the Kansas City Chiefs did an excellent job trying to take away Mike Evans uh early on in the game, but there's just so many weapons on that Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense where it they're just they're just really tough to stop. Just really tough to stop. So like if you just if you just, just look back at the at the acquisitions after after the draft, like Leonard Fournette. Some people, I me personally, I didn't think he was washed. I still, I felt like he was, he's still a highly productive player. Um, he came out and almost rushed for over 100 yards. He seemed energized throughout the course of these playoffs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not gonna lie, like if you saw him during the course of the regular season, Leonard Fournette didn't get that many touches, but when he was his, when it was his time. During the course of the playoffs, he came out to play. He looked he looked like he he was looked like the Atlanta Fournette where he ended up getting twenty five plus touches for for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and again, Ronald Jones he was an excellent compliment to that, even though he ended up being the feature back throughout the throughout the course of the season. But it's just one of those. It's like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team as a whole is very very interesting to me. I saw like. Just looking at the coaching staff, they ended up having like two women, women coaches on their on their on their coaching staff, ended up having three black coaches on the coaching staff. So kudos to Bruce Arians. Even though Bruce Arians, I was a fan of Bruce Arians back when he was the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Now, Bruce Arians bounced around a little bit. Obviously, he's with the Indianapolis Colts at one time, uh, was with the was with the Pittsburgh Steelers at one at one time, but as a coach, as a as a motivational coach, like Bruce Arians is like the definition because like he just makes you just want to play for him, and for him to go out there and have obviously his three the three bad coaches and the two and the two women coaches uh, set a statement as far as the NFL is concerned. Now we can get into as far as moving forward, as far as head coach head coaches are concerned. Uh, head coaching candidates are concerned when it comes down to Byron Leftwich because I felt like he did a phenomenal job uh being able to work with Tom Brady. So I feel like at this point, Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is is extremely underrated. So I, I, oh, I'll probably say next year after the 2020 season, I will probably make make a strong case that. That, uh, excuse me, Byron Leftwood should be in the in head coaching conversation. Now, again, going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as far as the offseason is concerned, right? Like you added, like you added, like just, just looking back at the 2019 season. Now, me personally, when I look at the success for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2019, you had Jameis Winston as your quarterback end up throwing 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. 5,000 yards. Being able to throw for 5,000 yards is not no easy feat. Being able to throw for 3, 000, 3, excuse me, 30 touchdowns is not an easy feat. Now, the 30, 30 interceptions, now, that, that's a big, huge problem. Taking care of the football is key. Uh, but uh, as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being able to go out in the offseason during the draft, being able to draft Tristan Wirfs uh, to solidify that, that right tackle position, um, obviously protection was a big, huge issue for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they had, they had some good key players, uh, playmakers, excuse me, playmakers, Mike Evans, Godwin, um, OJ Howard at one point, but he ended up getting hurt. And then you just ended up at, at plugging and playing Rob Gronkowski, which again, I, I don't think I touched on this during the course of the Super Bowl, like. He looked like that old Rob Gronkowski, like he was that dominant Rob Gronkowski, ended up scoring two touchdowns. So again, the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just in, in, on the offensive side of the football in general, with just 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 so many weapons across the board, where you just cannot you just cannot just key in on one player. Somebody else is going to end up making a play. Now, defensively, looking at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I underrated. I don't want to say underrated because JPP is a J, Jason Pierre Paul is a pre-no pass rusher in the league. Um, Shaquille Shaquille Barrett is a superior pass rusher in this league. I believe ten plus sacks of uh, this season for Shaquille Barrett. You look at the Dama during the course of the game, just looked like that Detroit Lions the Dama like. I just, 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 just looking at the level of productivity from Madama Kasu just it got me thinking for real. Back it was—I believe it was two thousand, the two thousand fourteen. The Miami Dolphins ended up going to Detroit and playing the Lions. The Cassou dominated that game. Like I remember, Mike Pouncey ended up playing. That was at the right guard position, and Madama um, Cassou just tore through the line. Just ended up tearing through the line, doing his thing. And um just stop watching Pouncy, just hold on to his hold on to his hips, trying to prevent him from getting to the quarterback uh, or making a play in the backfield. But that's just this how dominant that's how dominant that the, the front four for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were. And I I I give kudos to them, man. I give them give kudos to them. They was able to apply pressure with just the front four. And as far as on the back end, everybody else was able to go out and cover the receivers in the tight end, in the tight end position. Now, man, Devin Bush, excuse me, um, that he's phenomenal, man. I mean, excuse me, not Devin Bush, Devin White, Devin White, excuse me, Devin White. He he's phenomenal throughout throughout these playoffs, especially during the course of this game. Like he's just a he's just a three down linebacker, which. Something that you want. I feel like nowadays in the NFL, you end up having having a two down linebacker come in there, stop the run for two plays, end up coming out. and you have your your pass coverage linebacker. But as far as uh, Devin White is concerned, he's a three down linebacker and end up going in there doing his thing. Um, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just just thinking back. I know this is about the Super Bowl, but antoine Winfield that, that 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 that's he's just a phenomenal player, just a phenomenal player, man, like I just just thinking the dolphins just think about the dolphins in the draft when they end up trading back to like the twenty seventh pick, and the opportunity to to draft antoine Winfield was there, and it was just. It was just, it was just extremely disappointing <laughs> to see it, it go out there, and ball the way that he balled uh, throughout the course of the season. End up being in, end up being in the rookie of the year conversation. End up being in the rookie of the year conversation. So that was just, it's just, it, it was, it, it was. I'm happy for him as far as the way he's playing, but at the same time, I'm upset because the Dolphins had an opportunity to end up getting him. In in the NFL draft, but again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just just what they was able to do as a team, bringing all these misfit players. Gronkowski, like I said before, yeah, totally forgot about Antonio Brown. I don't know why I ended up scoring a touchdown. Uh, Antonio Brown, him going what he ended up going through, ended up scoring a touchdown. Like that was that was just amazing. Now another thing I did want to end up touching on, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs was concerned, and I feel like this was extremely piv- pivotal during the course of the first half, was the fact that the the Kansas City Chiefs didn't make it any easier for themselves. They ended up having like I believe like over ninety five yards and penalties, ninety five yards and penalties in the first half. So like it was either it was either a, a pass interference penalty that, that was called consistently and i know there's going to be some people in there that are going to look back and be like yo like they were really trying to get brady out the way but to be honest with you any other nine nine times out of ten i'm going to be on board with you but looking at the Kansas city chiefs throughout this game the chiefs they the defensive backs Breland. um they were holding. I'm I'm sorry. They they were they were just ended up holding. But again, the the penalties the penalties in this game was 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 huge, was huge, especially at this magnitude. Like what can make or break a team are penalties and turnovers. And there were there were some key there were some key there were some key penalties in that and during the course of this game where they could the Kansas City Chiefs could have got off the field and, and, and ended it with a punt or a field goal. And they ended up taking the penalty, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up getting the first down. Ended up getting the first down, which set them up into perfect scoring in, into perfect scoring position. So, it's yeah, penal, penal, penalties and turnovers is, is, is particularly key uh, when it comes to a, a very very close football game, if if you get what I mean. But, um, again, man, just going back to the Buccaneers. Like, just bringing in a bunch of outcasts. Gronk coming out of retirement. Leonard Fournette being cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars. ending up signing with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I, I would bring LaShawn McCoy into this conversation, but didn't wasn't really a key contributor, but I do want to, I did want to say something about LaShawn McCoy because like two back to back Super Bowls, <laughs> two back to back Super Bowls, he did not contribute and and ended up coming away with two two easy Super Bowl rings. Isn't that crazy? End up end up being in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2019. Didn't contribute and end up coming into the 2020 Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and did not contribute. And they ended up, he ended up coming away with two two Super Bowl rings. Me personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but uh, like, how lucky that, that that's that's got to be that, he, that's got to be really lucky. He's got to be really lucky. Now, I'm pretty sure when it comes down to if if I haven't checked the numbers, as far as Hall of Fame status is concerned. Would they would they factor those two Super Bowls in there? Me personally. If we were to bring this conversation up. Two, maybe three years from now. I probably would have forgotten that that LeSean McCoy would have won those two Super Bowls. but. He got him. <laughs> he got him. Now, like I said, this wasn't supposed to be a long, a long pod this evening. But the other thing I wanted to touch on was like the the altercation between Tom Brady and, and Tyron Matthew. Now. I, this is one of my one of my biggest issues with Tom Brady. <laughs> But Tom Brady, I won't say Tom Brady, but you know what? I'm not even going to take it there. We're just going to break down. We're just going to break down this whole altercation. Now, Tom Brady ended up making a completion to the receiver. And then, obviously, Tyron Matthew and Tom Brady got into a little bit of a, a, a having a conversation on the sideline, on on their way to the sideline. Didn't exactly catch what was said, but then after that Tom Brady made sure he hunted Tyron Matthew down to end up saying what he wanted to say. Then Tyron Matthew ended up putting his finger in his face and Tyron Matthew ended up coming away with the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Um, But what I'm, when I'm thinking about it, like, no, over the course of Tom Brady's career, cause I've, believe me, I've, I've, I've watched Tom Brady's career very, very closely obviously i'm a dolphins fan so i very very closely never seen tom brady end up acting in that manner ever never seen it so like that that was that was very very interesting but uh what what, what one of the things that i really enjoy is it's, this turns people off but the smack talk and then right after that you 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 Get him right hit him right in the face with it you know what I'm saying so there was I think it was a couple plays after that Tom Brady ended up hitting the hitting the receiver in the end zone for a touchdown with guess who Tyron Matthew with coverage so really in in that whatever that that was I felt like well regardless Tom Brady ended up walking away with bragging rights because obviously they won the game and then uh, end up completing the pass with Tyron Matthew in the area so it, again tom brady ended up uh, end up walking away with that now seven rings <laughs> seven rings am i ready to concede that am i ready to concede the goat i'm gonna tell you a story i believe it was the I believe it was when Tom Brady ended up facing the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. And I believe this was ring number four or five. I think it was four. No. Four. Yeah, it was four. had to be four. Because after that, after that Super Bowl, he ended up beating the Falcons. So that's five. Six. Six is the Rams. Okay. So yeah, it was four. It was four. It was definitely four. So after... Russell Wilson ended up throwing that pick and I, I I sat there and I thought about it for real I was like man Tom Brady is the GOAT but then I, I retracted this st- I never I never, never said, it, said it publicly but it just been sit- sticking at the back of my mind and then I kind of retracted it and then I came back to it okay retracted it again and came back to it but as far as success team success well quarterback quarterbacks as far as resume seven Super Bowl rings obviously end up taking taking two teams to the Super Bowl end up hosting a home Super Bowl it's kind of hard to sit back and debate with that but I you know what I'm not I'm not going to say it I just can't this is hard for me to say it's very 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 hard for me to say so with that being said look at the end of the day congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians um they're the Super Bowl champions. Now looking forward looking forward as far as 2020 for the Kansas City Chiefs because like again, I know there's going to be some there's going to be some critics out there saying that Patrick Mahomes is washed, Patrick Mahomes is exposed. Look for America, for everybody to know when it comes down to it no offense can be successful without an offensive line and you saw firsthand as amazing as Patrick Mahomes has been throughout the course of his career he looked like a mediocre quarterback without his protection Now think back. Now think back. Think, think about that for a second. Think about all the quarterbacks in the past that, let's say, bottom half in the league as far as quarterback hits, sacks allowed. Which, by the way, the Super Bowl. I think they had like it was a record of twenty plus pressures on Patrick Mahomes. But again, going back to what I was saying, about thinking back, think back, think back about the quarterbacks that have been put in situations where they were in the bottom half as far as quarterback pressures, bottom half as far as quarterback hits, bottom bottom half as far as sacks allowed. Just think about those quarterbacks for a second. Do you really think that they were busts because they couldn't play? Or do you think they just did not have the opportunity? They didn't have the opportunity to showcase the talent because you look at it, when you, when, when you, have, you have no time to throw the football, like it's 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 extremely difficult. Receivers can't develop the routes because the defense is in the backfield. And I'm just going to go ahead and leave it with that. Just going to leave it with that. Mic drop uh, again. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, like, but, excuse me, like button, subscribe button and most definitely share. Also. This Wednesday, we are going to have the NBA. Obviously, All Star Weekend is this week. I, I won. I was sitting here thinking about it. How do How do I want to put this on here? But uh, yeah, this Wednesday we're going to have the NBA All Star Draft. Now I'm gonna break it down to you. It's going to end up being. I'm thinking about either. I'm I have not exactly have like the how exactly I want it to go because I'm, I'm 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 battling between two teams and four teams. But obviously we're gonna be picking from the based off the the voting, and then we're end up gonna end up be picking this this third this Wednesday. But hopefully we have everybody in house. But again, this is the Not for the Bay podcast. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe button, most definitely share. You can you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other streaming services. This is great, Win Devore. This is the Not for Debate podcast. What out of here, man.